over time, I've learned that effective communication is not just saying something well, it's having people actually understand what you say, that what I'm intending to say is also the same thing as what you're hearing. And one of the main places I learned this is in marriage prep. In helping 22 years, I've prepared over 400 probably couples for marriage. And there's inevitably in many couples this moment where the issue of unsolicited advice comes up. You all know that. Where you have something that somebody wants to vent about, and the other partner decides to give solutions without being asked for them. And there is probably nothing more annoying than that. Because while the person is actually trying to be helpful, they're communicating helpful advice, what is being heard is, you can't solve your own problems, I need to do that for you. I see there's self-restraint in many of the couples here from not looking at their spouse <laughs> publicly. Go ahead, you can do it right now, I give you permission to say, uh-huh, 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 it's being said from the altar today. To not understand what the person's trying to say, I think is what happens in the first part of today's gospel. Jesus says, in my father's house, there are many rooms. Now, you and I would both have a pretty strong understanding that we're talking about like sort of the metaphor of my mansion on Glory Boulevard, heaven. That in my in father's house in heaven, there is room for Jews and Gentiles and all these God, those through Jesus Christ, we see this salvation offered to all through Jesus Christ. But to the apostles listening to him, they didn't hear that. That's not what they're hearing. They're hearing in the temple there are many rooms. Because the temple for them was the locus, the place where God dwelt. So when they're hearing this, they're thinking, ah, in this location in Jerusalem, on the Mount, Temple Mount, this is where the Father's appropriate worship and that Gentiles are also being called to that. But no. Jesus then has to clarify. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Suddenly we recognize that the temple is no longer the place of worship, but the person of Jesus Christ is the place of worship. And this is a monumental claim compared to all other claims of religious figures in history. Buddha never said that. Muhammad never said that. These were prophetic types pointing to the transcendental other. But Jesus is suddenly saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So it's not a message that we first and foremost hear. It is a person that we are invited into relationship. And that person is the place of worship. That's why we gather together, not just to worship Jesus, but to be Jesus, his mystical body. Why at the beginning of Mass we bless ourselves with holy water? Because we remind ourselves of our baptism, 
the point at which we entered into this body of Christ. So where two or three are gathered, that's because there is present the body of Christ, feeding us most directly with himself. It's not a message, it's the person. But what's important about this is that the person of Jesus Christ is inviting us into personal relationship. Not just to think about him, not to talk to him, but to enter into dialogue. Essentially, prayer. And prayer is something that we struggle with. We haven't had a, really an opportunity to learn throughout our education much about how do we pray. A lot of times we say prayers, and that's a beautiful way of praying. Our memorized prayers, our rosaries, and I say my rosary each day, the powerful gift of meditating on that. But there's also sort of a, a mental quiet prayer that, that where we truly come to know Jesus. And that's what I want to just talk about real quick. How do we encounter the person who is the way, the truth, and the life? The first thing that we have to do is recognize that in order to be in conversation and dialogue, you can't do it in the midst of noise. It's important you don't talk about important things or you shouldn't talk about important things with the people you love while you multitask. So it's not just about having some silence, it's having some space. So if you're praying as you drive in the car, yeah, that's good. But I would invite you to try something else. Have you ever noticed that when you're walking in a, in a mall or in the grocery store and you're checking out the broccoli crowns or the, the sirloins, and all of a sudden you hear a song that you like being piped over in the canned music. And previous to that, you hadn't even noticed that was canned music. And suddenly, it reminds you, a song that you heard before you like or you reminds of memory, and suddenly you're focused in on it. Well, God is constantly communicating to you. He is constantly sending you and me messages. Whether it be in the beauty of the day, whether it be in a word that you heard in Scripture, whether it be... I had a spiritual insight from reading an article in Vanity Fair once. You see, God is, if we allow him, he's constantly talking to us. Prayer is to actually tune in the radio, to actually allow yourself to reflect on the ways that your heart has been moved recently. And to give yourself an opportunity to sort of clarify that thought. One of the powerful ways to do this is what we call Lectio Divina. To take the reading, let's say, to work your way through the Gospel. I recommend Luke is probably the best place to start. And you read a little paragraph each day. Turn off the radio, turn off the things. If it helps, get up earlier than everybody else in the house. Make yourself a cup of coffee and read the paragraph that's there, slowly. Any words that jump out at you, circle them. Think about it. Hear the verbs that are being spoken. Close your eyes and imagine what's happening exactly in that story and actually place yourself in it. And then what happens from there, I can't tell you. Prayer is not about climbing a mountain of 
with you and Jesus, I'm going to get a message from you. It's actually about letting go of the mountain and allowing the Lord to carry you. So I don't know, some days you're going to have really big insights, and some days you're going to have big donut insights that you're going to be like, ah, nothing really happened. But something did happen because you gave yourself space for God to talk to you, and you trained yourself to just be quiet for a little bit. His music is playing constantly, and what a shame if we never noticed it, if we're constantly just worrying about the broccoli crowns and never bothered to hear the music behind. And so it is that we need to stop. You see, it's not a message that we fall in love with. It's a person. And his name is Jesus Christ. And the relationship is real. And it's expressed with a little bit of silence and a little bit of space to discover how intimately and powerfully we are loved. Praise be Jesus Christ.